This is the Tree of Life, Season 1, Chapter 5. In this episode, we will be integrating the last few episodes with our conceptualization of intersections as momentum transfers. To start off, we explained how every collision between individuals is an intersection of nine parallel worlds of intersection, nine dialogues, corresponding to nine impulses being expressed through those dialogues. Each of these dialogues is an actual dialogue, which reinforces the manufacture of the cellular machinery for expression. That is, it involves the creation of a ream, or rationalized feeling, which reoccurs subsequently through experience channels. Now, in this episode, I would like to reintegrate our conceptualization of intersections as momentum transfers. First, the momentum which is transferred by the collision between two individuals manifests as the affirmational content of the narratives generated as a result. In other words, this emission event, which can be compared to wave-like behavior of an individual, represents a distinct state from the atomization of an individual self, absent the intersection. Now, as stated in earlier episodes, the intentionality displaced by the intersection determines the affirmational character of the nine dialogues which occur through the intersection. Which is to say, that the degree to which the intentions of the act are relative to their objects of consciousness, or the goal, is displaced by the intersection, determines the affirmational content of the intervening narratives. Of course, the nature of those dialogues is determined by the top-down narratives of the telescopic effect. In effect, the objects of consciousness of a social actor are stacked with their lateral altars. In that, each of their objects of significance represents something amongst the objects of social-emotional importance for their lateral altars, lineal cousins. They share in other words a common orientation to those objects of consciousness. But the dialogues which correspond to those narratives are determined top-down. They are determined top-down because displacement is a local phenomenon. The lower an individual, the more local in other words, the more likely their intentionality is to be displaced and the greater the extent of that displacement. This arises out of the axiomatic fact that most people's goals are directed upwards. This means that those higher in the system are more likely to obtain given objectives than those lower. On the balance this means that there is more displacement locally than globally. It is also true that the nature of the affirmational narratives corresponding to the nine dialogues, locally, arise out of the downward-facing aggregation of projected intention caused by the telescopic effect. What I mean by this is as follows. Locally, individuals act on their objects of consciousness of social-emotional importance. But this action is mirrored by their lineal lateral altars, whose perceptual experiences are stacked vertically. This means that the global actor generates a sequential synchronicity by the interlinking of the global to local actors' objects. But it is not that simple, since although those narratives are largely top-down there remains some back and forth between local and global objects. Let me give you an example. Suppose for example you own a car. This car is causing you problems and has a number of things that need to be fixed. You are the local actor. Your lateral altar, lineal altar, owns a corporation that is losing money. This corporation has a lot of departments which aren't functioning properly. 
In other words, the car is the local object, which represents, symbolically, the corporation for your lateral altar. In other words, the way that you are relating to your local object of consciousness mirrors the lateral altar's manner by which he relates to his corporation. Now, obviously from this, you can see I am not speaking spatially. I am talking more about a social-emotional relationship. You may brood about this faulty car periodically. He may brood about his corporation. You may try to fix the car yourself or hire someone. He may try to reform the divisions of this company or hire a consulting firm. For every action you may take in relation to this object, your lateral altar mirrors you. The point is, for every object in your life is an analogue in the life of your lateral altars, all of them. And for every interaction, there is an analogous interaction. Now, how does this relate to projected intention and the content of affirmational narratives? Your actions upon your objects of consciousness are interwoven with his. This means that the dialogues corresponding to local intersections manifest analogous content, that is, they conserve your action relative to your objects of consciousness. This means for example, if someone were to encourage your in one of the nine dialogues to buy a new car, someone would also have to encourage him to sell his company and buy a new one or start a new one. There has to be parity between the narratives to preserve the telescopic effect between local and global actor. From this we can see that the experience channels corresponding to particular affirmational narratives, the reams, which manifest as a consequence of those dialogues, the epigenetic pathways of expression, are in some way analogous to. That is why it is important to note that when we talk about a common orientation, we are not talking about spatial objects necessarily or spatial skills or behaviors, but rather larger concepts or objects, which generate feelings for expression. Further it follows that the telescopic effect is a manifestation of the wave-like behavior of an individual, a stacking of that individual's perceptions with others. In other words, the parallel linking of epigenetic machinery to a gene occurs amongst lineal lines, preserving archetypal consensuality. From this we can see, that the telescopic effect is the product of lineal synchronicity as a consequence of archetypal consensuality. That's the end of the podcast for today.